It's spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. The KITV network is available on Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Cross TV, the KITV network, Roku TV, Android TV, HSBN TV, Google Chromecast, and Samsung Smart TV, plus their podcasts spreading the love. The Lord's Word taught in so many forms to so many people through talk shows, Bible teaching, gospel music, church services, and youth programs, and so much more available to you. The KITV Network, from faith to faith and glory to glory. For more information, contact us at info at KITVnetwork.com or learn more at KITVnetwork.com. been sitting there before and it's like some little thought has come to you before and it's been a good one or a bad one or whatever this little phrase came to me one day and it was I will not I was like I will not how many times have I said that I will not do this I will not do that how many have ever said that before okay I'm giving an altar call for lying right now in Jesus name for other you didn't put up your hands and this little phrase came to me and I went to the scriptures and I was like, I'm going to examine and see what, what is in the scriptures about it. So I've entitled this message this morning, I will not. Everybody say, I will not. I will. I'm going to talk about four things with you today. The first thing is this, I will not go down. Everybody say, I will not go down. I, now, I need you to help me preach this. I don't do good when it's quiet, okay? Don't be quiet, reserve trinnies on me today. Be loud and Shout me down and get excited and stand up, do whatever, dance. I don't care what you do. But how many know it's the enemy's desire for you to go down? The other thing is that people want you to fail. People want you to go down. You say, well, how can people not be for me? Listen, people are against you. But how many know if God is for you, then who can be against you? But there's people that want you to fail. John chapter 10, verse 10 says... For the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come to give you life and to give you life to the fullest or to give you the ultimate life or to give you abundant life. We pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 17. I won't turn to it because some of you know it, some of you don't. But it's a story of David and Goliath. And David's going out to fight the giant. And everyone around him is afraid to fight the giant. Now the giant represents the enemy. So I want to ask you today, what giants are you facing in your life? Maybe you're facing the giant of debt. Maybe you're facing the giant of sickness. Maybe you're facing lack. Maybe you're facing a man-pleasing spirit. You want to keep everybody happy all the time. Come on. Maybe you're facing fear. False evidence appearing real. Unsaved family members, maybe you're battling with that. You want to see your family safe. 
Maybe it's your own personal walk with the Lord you're struggling with. Maybe it's your future. There's so many giants that you and I can face. So we need to know that just because you have giants in your way doesn't mean that it's over for you. I'm going to say that again. Just because giants may be in your way doesn't mean that it's over for you. Because how many know God's got a plan? You've got to say, I can defeat this giant in Jesus' name. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. All those who rise against me shall what? Shall fall. The giant is your enemy. We're singing, I raise that hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. The giant is your enemy. What is in your way? Book of Mark says, speak to that mountain and tell that mountain to be removed. So you got to speak to those giants and tell them they're coming down. I need you to know this. This is very important. This might be one of the most important things I say today. Every person needs an enemy to get them to their destiny. You needed to be fired from that job so you could get to where you really need to go. You needed to be out of that relationship so God could get you to where you really need to be. With who you need to be. Oh, come on. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching so good. Come on in Jesus' name. God has a bigger plan. And David goes from being a shepherd boy to a warrior and then to a king. He's out in the back 40 just minding his own business, playing his harp. And father calls for him with the king. And he goes through six of the sons. And he says, nope. And then he said, well, I have one more. David comes before the king. And he said, he's the one. Now I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you're the one. Come on, how many know in, how many know in God's sight you're the one? Come on, you might, you, might think, you might think you're in the back 40 minding your own business. You might think God can't find you in the field. But I'm telling you, if you're faithful in the field, he'll promote you in Jesus' name. He'll take you because when you go low, you go high. You have to go down to go up. It's good preaching. You need to let the enemy, he's going down, not you. How many people have ever uh, watched those old westerns before? Western movies? And they're like, you got the gun out. Come out with your hands up. Everybody put your hands up. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ. Come out with your hands up. And say, I don't surrender to you anymore, enemy. But I surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. With our hands lifted high, without wrath or doubt, Hebrews says. Knowing who Jesus Christ is in our life. See, the scripture tells us we're pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, knocked down, but what? Not destroyed. So if you're not destroyed, that means you're going to get up again. I teach people all through ministry for 27 years this, quick down, quick up. If you fail, just get up again and start over. It's the only way you're going to keep going. Or you can sit there and be guilted and, and feel full of shame and all those things. No, you've got to quick down, quick up. Yes. See, if the devil wanted you dead, he should have killed you a long time ago. So how do you defeat your giant? I said, we have them. Now I'm going to tell you how to defeat them. First thing is, we've got to stare it down. David saw that giant. 
He stared it down. And he knew this. He knew that his God was bigger than that giant. Oh, come on, in Jesus' name. Whatever you're going through today, in Jesus' name, you're going through. You're going through to the other side. You just stare that sucker down and say, you're not as big as my God. My God is greater. I got it stronger. You know, we sing it. Do, do we believe it? My wife always says, be careful what you're singing. Number two, we speak to that enemy. We declare and decree the word of God into that situation. Because how many know that the word is even exalted above his name? In the beginning was the word, John chapter one. In the beginning was the word. And the word what? Was with God. And the word was God and it was in the beginning. He was in the beginning. And so we get, we get that in our spirit. We decree and declare the word of God against the enemy. Number three, we start giving thanks. We shout with a victory cry. We start thanking God that the battle's already won before, it, before it's done. Now follow me on this. Hebrews says this. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. So what that means is this. Is that before it already started, it was already done. Woo! Hallelujah. Three people got that. Pastor Michelle got it. Pastor Robin got it. Pops got it. But I don't know. But I'm telling you, it was already done before it started. His last three words on the cross were, it is finished. We're celebrating coming into Easter. That he died, but he rose again. Everybody say, but. Do you know what? God's got a big but. Because of every situation, but God. If it weren't, but God. I wouldn't be here, but God. I wouldn't have made it through, but God. God's butt is bigger than yours, I'm sorry to tell you. It's time for you to get off your blessed assurance and do something. Come on. We can sit back and let the enemy bombard us. Or we can say, I'm going to speak to those things. You see why the devil was kicking me, because I was coming into this. It's time to let the devil know you're back. Let him know you're taking your family back. You're taking your money back. You're taking your health back. You're taking every area back. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout, I will not go down. Number two is this, I will not give in. Let's hear you. Daniel chapter four. We see the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know there's an extra man in the fiery furnace. But instead of giving in to culture, they said we're going to stand strong for what God said to us. And instead, the king comes around and ends up worshiping their God. Come on. Because they took a stand. Now, I'm not into this crazy religious stuff, but I do believe there's holiness. And I'm here to tell you today, don't give in to the ways of the world. Because the enemy wants you to give in. He wants you to compromise. One of the biggest problems in the church of Jesus Christ is compromise. We got Christians coming to church, praise the hallelujah, 
and then living like the devil six other days. Come on. You say, well, I'm feeling convicted. Good, I hope you are. Don't see how close you can get to the fire without smelling like smoke. What does it say? It says, be in the world, but not of the world. So we need to make sure that we're holy before God. Be ye holy as he is holy. Holiness is an inward work on the inside that changes you so much that you have no choice but to leave, but to change on the outside. Holiness is not rules and regulations. How many know God is not rules and regulations? God's a God of relationship. But God has outlined standards for us to live by in the word of God. I wouldn't be able to preach this in some churches, you know. But he says, this is how we need to live our life. I believe you have godly leaders because they live their life well. They live their life according to the word of God. I know so many pastors that are living like the devil all week and then go in and preach to their congregations on Sunday. And I don't even know how they can stand up there. Because they've lost their sense of conviction. And the day we do that, it's over, folks. Holy Spirit comes to encourage, edify, and build up. But you know what? He also comes to convict. I never want to lose the day that I don't feel convicted. Everybody say, I will not go down. Number three is this, I will not give up. I came this far to tell you this. Some of you felt like giving up. But God says, don't give up. Walt Disney, you know him? He, he wanted to build a theme park with a mouse. He went to bank after bank after bank, and they turned him down. And he wanted to take this swampland and turn it into a theme park. Eventually, he got the money. Eventually, he passed away. They built Magic Kingdom. Then they built Epcot Center. One day, the employee said, Oh, the day it was unveiled, isn't it a pity that Walt's not here to see this? But the result was Walt saw it, and that's why it was there. See, he didn't give up. Even the banks told him he couldn't do it. But now he's built the biggest thing in the world. And when everybody's telling you you can't, oh, my God, I wish I had an organ in here right now. Because God says you can You know what I love about this house? Is there a, this is a house where permission says yes. So many churches say no to so many things. But where there's permission for God to do it, then God will always move. It'll be like expectation, like joyful expectation, like Mr. Tim said. Everybody say, I will not give up. There's a story in Mark chapter 5, a woman with the issue of blood. She's trying to get to Jesus. She knew if she could just touch Jesus, then she'd be healed. That day she got there and she heard that Jesus was in town. How many know that it doesn't matter if the next great evangelist is in your town? Do people know that Jesus is in your town? If they know you, they know Jesus is in town. Second of all, she said, if I can just touch him. I can press through the crowd and touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be healed. 
But how many know sometimes you end up talking to yourself? How many have ever been there before? Come on. I know you're not that spiritual. Come on. I've done it. My hands are up. My legs are up. Come on. And you're just, sometimes you just talk to yourself because nobody else is listening. This lady had to convince herself if she could just get Jesus, then she'd be healed. Because nobody else around her was listening. And she said, if I could reach him, if I could touch him, I'll be healed. But we can't look at Mark 5 without looking at Psalm chapter 133. How good and pleasant it is when God's people dwell together in unity. It's like oil that goes upon the head, then goes to the beard, then goes down to the bottom. So she's on her way to Jesus. She speaks to herself because nobody else believed her. But number three, she reaches out and she touches him. The word touch in the Greek comes from a Greek word named hepto. Hepto means this, to take hold of. Really what she was saying that day was I'm not leaving till I'm receiving. I'm taking hold of that which is taking hold of me. Come on, somebody. And Jesus, I'm, I'm receiving my healing. The powerful thing is this, is that before she even touched him, she touched him. She was healed before she was healed. Because on the way to Jesus, her spirit touched him before she physically touched him. Oh my God, and he's got a touch for you today in Jesus' name. I prophesy that you that need a touch right now in Jesus' name will receive a touch right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive it right now in Jesus' mighty name. Someone shout, I will not give up. So the oil in Psalm 133 was placed upon the head. How many know that the anointing is always on the head? I'm going to give you some symbolism. You need to take hold of this. Then it says it went down and it reached the beard. Back in those days, Pastor Robin, the beard was representative of wisdom. How many know you can't have anointing without wisdom? You need the wisdom to operate in the anointing. It's great if you have this power, but what do you do with it? And then it says that the oil, Pastor Michelle, skipped the body and it went down and where did it touch? Where did it touch? 133, read it. It says it touched the hem. Where did the woman of God touch Jesus when she was pursuing him? Why do you need to touch the hem? Because you don't need the anointing when you're at your highest point, you need it when you're at your lowest point. Oh my God, you should be running around in there. You don't need the anointing when you're feeling good and you're on top of the world. You need it to pull you up out of. Come on, say up out of. That's what the anointing is doing. It's a burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. It pulls you up out of your situation. And on your way to him, you're being healed. On your way to him, you're receiving your touch. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost up in here. And she touched him. And he felt healing come out of him. And she felt healing go into her. You see, that's the difference. Listen to me, River, because here it is. Flesh always presses, but faith always touches. This is the difference between organized religion and being in the river. The river, you press. The flesh just touches but the river you press in. You dive in deep. You go deeper 
and deeper and deeper so you can't be satisfied. Do you remember when you're learning to swim? You start in the shallow end. And then you, then you want to stand up and you want to go a little bit down the slope. And then a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. So you can go off the diving board. Come on, somebody. So you can go down that slide. That's what God has for you. Joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. I'm bringing this in for a landing. Number four is this. Final thing. I will not let go. Somebody shout, I will not let go. Jacob wrestles with God in Genesis chapter 32. He's wrestling all night. And he cries out, I will not let go until you bless me. So many people are so close to their blessing, but they let go. So many people are so close to all God has for them with the promise, but they let go and they give up too quickly. But I'm asking you today, would you be one that says, Lord, I'm not letting go until you bless me. When you come before him every time, would you, would, you, uh, bring, would you bring yourself before him? That chair, please. Would you bring yourself before him and say, Lord, I'm not letting go until you bless me. I'm not, getting, I'm not letting go until you bless me. I need to sit because it's really hot here. I want you to stand if you would, please. I'm sitting now, you're standing. Because everything I said Everything I said can be summed up in this scripture. I said all that to say this. <clears throat> Hebrews 13, 5, Hebrews 13, 5 out of the Amplified Version. I love what it says. I want us to say it together. One, two, three, ready, read. For he, God himself, I can't hear you. I will not leave you. In any way, leave you without, I will not, I will not, I will not, in any degree, leave you. Come on, give him thanks like you mean it today. Hallelujah. Now that you said it and got it out there, I want you to really preach it. So I want you to take your right index finger, if you would, and I want you to preach it at me. Point at me like I've been pointing at you. This is your chance to point back. I want you to say it nice and loud. And when we get to I will not, I want you to shout that part. I will not, I will not, I will. I want you to let the devil know. <laughs> Excuse me. Let the devil know that greater is Jesus in you than Satan will ever be. All right? Let's go. One, two, three, ready, read. For he, God himself has said, in any way, fail you, Hallelujah. Now one more, one more time, I want you to turn to somebody next to you and look at the screen too, and I want you to put, put it into them, put the word of God into them. How many know we need the word of God inside of us? One, two, three, ready, read. For he, 
God himself has said, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I will not go down. Say it out. I will not give in. I will not give up. I will not let go. God brought me here from Canada to tell you those simple things. Because somebody needs to hear something. I don't know why. You know what? Since the very first time I came here, this message has been stirring in my heart, but I've never felt time to release it. Because this was the very first message I wanted to speak here at this church. But I didn't feel released till today to speak it. Because I just feel some people are right on the brink of something. Some of you are on the brink of giving up. Some of you are on the brink of your miracle. But today, the word that God is bringing is a restoration word. For it says that there will be the restoration of all things. And today, God wants to restore you. If you feel like giving up, he wants to restore you so you're not giving up anymore. If you feel like you're ready for your miracle, God wants to take you even higher so you'll get that miracle in Jesus' name. So you'll hold on. And so today, I want you, I want you to lift your hands all over this place, if you would. And I, I want you to just clench your fists and just, just begin to pull down right now. Just pull it down and say, I receive all that I need to receive right now by faith in Jesus' name. Come on, do it again. Just put your hands up. Grab it. Take hold of it today. Take hold of that which is taking hold of you. Come on, say, I take hold of it in Jesus' name. Whatever you need today, take hold of it in Jesus' name. Grab it. Say, it's mine in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against me. The enemy's not stronger than me. Greater is Jesus in me than Satan will ever be. I take hold of that which is taking hold of me today. I take hold of the hand of Jesus. trust that this broadcast has been a blessing to you today and if you want to stay in touch with us and find out what's happening here at ever increasing ministries we encourage you to go to our website www.myeim.org and you can follow us there also follow us on facebook at ever increasing ministries if you feel like you'd like to be a partner financially with us today you can also go to our website www w.myeim.org and give on the give online section there of the website. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time. 
and we trust that God will continue to ignite you with the fire of His Holy Spirit.